Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy almost Thanksgiving, everybody listening all over North America, or at least in America. I know Canada has its own Thanksgiving. We appreciate and love you anyway. I'm going to be rolling with you for the next two hours. It's a four-hour show. I get started every weeknight, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Sitting right on Peachtree Street. Super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down in New York City. We talked about a few things tonight. Matt Canada fired as offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Took long enough, right? We talked about the college football playoff rankings. Florida State no longer sitting at number four. Washington jumps into the mix. Everybody else stays the same. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, that's your one through three. We heard from Bill Belichick, miserable as ever, coming off of a bye. Hey, Bill, who's your quarterback going to be against the New York Giants? I told everybody to get ready. Oh, there's a difference between telling everybody to get ready. What did you tell your quarterbacks? I told everybody to get ready. A matter of fact, don't take my word for it. Listen to this miserable-ass human being, Bill Belichick. Has a decision been made on the starting quarterback for this weekend? No, I told all the players the same thing. Be ready to go. So hopefully, they will. Have you made a decision on the starting quarterback, regardless of what you said to the I told players? told everybody to be ready to go. Yeah, but there's a difference. <clears throat> what you tell them and whether or not you made a decision are two completely different things. But you know on Sunday. Unless you know on Sunday. There has to be a series here. Like somebody has to take all of the miserable coaches, or at least the ones who play miserable on the podium or at the podium. We got to get a television show out of this. Like, can we put Kim Mulkey, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich? Uh, God bless Bob Knight. He's gone. Okay. Shep, am I missing anybody? From the no. miserable QBs, not QBs, coaches. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, like Kim Mulkey, Bob Knight. See, but Belichick and I mean, Bob Knight was uh, the stick ultimate. To, shot people who are alive. People okay. Alive. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. Like, when I think of must listen to press conferences, Mike Tomlin has to be up there, and Bill Belichick has to be up there. But nah, both for, grumpy. Yeah. Oh, grumpy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but Tomlin but, is grumpy. At, like no, sometimes. no, he's not. He's not. I'm now because here's the thing. Belichick is as grumpy as they come. If there was an audition for the Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, aside from the Dwarfs, he would be grumpy, right? Can we put a hat on him? (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'd uh, accept any kind of fashion these days because God knows he's only known for one thing, that being the hoodie. But, but if you are Bill Belichick, it still must listen because it's entertaining hearing how miserable he is. And especially for all those people that always looked at him as the pinnacle of success in the NFL for 20-plus years, and now he doesn't have his shiny toy in Tom Brady for the last four and we're seeing him suffer like every other NFL head coach. I just wanted to know other grumpy coaches. I know. I know. Fair enough. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah, none. So just let's put Greg Popovich. Uh, you know, no, no, no. Popovich. Popovich has to be there. Yeah, Popovich. Yeah. Uh, what's this guy's name? Belichick, Kim Mulkey, and that's it? Uh, I mean, uh, are, we, are we counting guys who were active a year ago? Because if we are, then Tony LaRusso has to be there too. Oh, he'd fall asleep. <laughs> That's different. I mean, if we we can add Bayham into the mix too, but that's he's retired. A, that's a good one. Well, yeah, forced out uh, more so than retired for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was yelling at too many students. So exactly. It's a hard knock life here. Anyway, eight five five two one two four CBS is the number. So we heard from Belichick. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers running around, telling everybody, "Yeah, I'm trying to practice in two weeks." I'm like, whoa. Like, you ain't rip your Achilles that damn bad now, did you? And that's just the way I address things. Wow. Yeah, that's a – well, that's that's not Aaron Rodgers now. I mean, I know he'd be <laughs> drinking that stuff. That's Kim Mulkey there. Hey, let's listen to Aaron Rodgers uh, give everybody an update on his health and his status. He it, Aaron Rodgers was talking to Pat McAfee where he makes a million dollars a season. Listen to this. There was a team in 2009 in the Big Apple, well, Jersey – that was four and six, finished nine and seven, went to the AFC Championship game. So, listen, uh, the season is definitely not over. It's not dead. There's a lot left to play for. Uh, I'm excited about where I'm at in my rehab. The man said he's running. He's going to try to practice in two weeks. He turns 40 on December 2nd, I believe. Wow, okay. Good luck, Aaron Rodgers. Good luck to you. And then before we went to break, we talked about Tom Brady. Tom Brady sat down with Stephen A. Smith on one of Stephen A. Smith's shows, the Stephen A. Smith show. Don't ask me where you find it. Uh, And he basically said, the NFL is mediocre right now. That came out of the mouth of Tom Brady, the most accomplished quarterback and player here in the Super Bowl era. Uh, Listen to Tom Brady tell Stephen A. Smith, the game is, uh, it ain't popping. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? And ho- Why not? I think the coaching isn't as, as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm-hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion, is less than what it's been. Well, and then he continued on. Tom Brady started to talk about the offense, and then the defense can't beat these guys up anymore. Listen to this. I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way, and every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect themselves? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect the offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect themselves. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Well, he ain't lying. And then that kind of moved into a a larger question. Like, is there 
too much offense in sports. And yeah, okay, things go in phases, things are cyclical, things go up and things go down. And I, I, I used a few examples before we went to break, just thinking about the, the, the big sports here that a lot of us really sit down and watch, the top sports in the NFL. I miss the running game. I really do. Not that I want to see dudes run into the backs of the offensive linemen and not see excitement, but I'll tell you this. Uh, Amazon got this documentary out coming with uh, Barry Sanders, and I'm certainly going to sit down and watch it. And it prompted me, as I feel like I'm, I, I get caught doing once a year, like I'm sitting down watching Barry Sanders' highlights, and I'm like, yo, there hasn't even been a dude who moves like him. And, yeah, sure, there was only one Barry Sanders, but there was a point in time where the running back was just as likely to be the centerpiece of an offense as the quarterback or wide receiver. Those days are done. You know, I don't need to see somebody go out there and just try to air the ball out all the damn time. I don't need to sit down and watch a baseball game where it's just like, hey, I hit a home run or I strike out. I don't need to watch a basketball game where all I'm watching are threes. And how this is a perfect example. I, I told you, before tonight's show, I was at State Farm Arena here in Atlanta and I was checking out the Atlanta Hawks take on the Indiana Pacers. These teams tonight combined for 309 points. Yes, the Pacers and the Hawks combined for 309 points. Find me the defense there. Tyrese Halliburton had 37 points, 16 assists. This is, this is nuts. This is only the seventh regulation game. I'm looking at the AP article. This is only the seventh regulation game in NBA history to feature both teams scoring at least 150 points. The Pacers had 150 points or 157. That's a franchise record. And I can tell you this, the Hawks had 86 points at halftime. That was a Hawks franchise record. They had 86 points at the half. And they still lost. This game was ridiculous. There was no defense. I was shocked. I looked up at the score when the buzzer rang at the half, and I said, what the hell am I looking at? And this, this, this begs the question. Is there too much offense in sports? And I think it's really going to depend on I think what you've watched, what you watched growing up, how old you are, like I, I can get a mix. I don't need to see a million to a million every game. Like I can see a little bit of a slowdown. I want to get some variety here. I mean, even the style of play for a lot of teams, it seems similar. Like, yeah, you can go ahead, and I'm talking about any sport. Like you can tailor things just a little bit to your offense and, and your star players. But there's not even, doesn't feel like there's as much diversity when it comes to strategy. The NFL is let's throw the ball a million times. The NBA is everybody, let's take a three. Maybe it's calmed down a little bit. We don't have as many players thinking that there's Steph Curry, but we got a lot of dudes just jacking up shots. And man, we are long gone from, I don't know, Jim Tomei now we got everybody is Richie Sexton. It's just like, can anybody make contact? It's just a lot of offense. It seems like a lot of the strategy and intricacies are lost. I found it comical a couple of weeks ago 
The New York Yankees pretty much said, hey, we need to do a better job teaching our, our guys on the lower levels how to bunt. I'm like, what? Like, am I really reading this? We are so far gone and so deep into analytics. We got to teach players how to bunt? Well, just in case you need the bunt, don't worry about it. You ain't going to need to do it here at the major league level. We don't bunt. It's a waste of time. I just hope, like, the sports that we watch, I hope it's not, like, one or two true outcomes, like a video game. If you ever played Super Nintendo, NBA Jam, you couldn't stand there and do a post move. It was two things. You taking a jump shot, typically a three, or you're dunking the ball. You know, I don't want to play or watch baseball that feels like a wee home run derby where I hit a home run or I strike out. I don't want to play NFL Blitz. Oh, that's a weird game, but I, I, want, I want a little bit more substance. And that's one thing that does worry me about sports. Like, you can sit down and watch it. But it's like watching someone play a video game at the arcade. Some of the intricacies are gone. Shep, what, what do you think? What, do you agree or not? What do you say? I mean, to me... Offense is what sells tickets. It's what m- makes me intrigued about a game. Um, I think back and I think of like Flipper Anderson going for 330-plus yards in a single game. That hasn't been topped. I think of like the 500-something-yard game Boomer Esiason put up, and, and that single passing record, that hasn't been topped, 100 points in basketball. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting for a baseball player to hit five home runs in a, in a single game. For me, I love offense because – I, that's it, it just, that's what makes every game scintillating and exciting to me. It's like how far can we push the envelope? Um, so I like to see you know quarterbacks you know throw for three hundred, four hundred yards a game, five touchdowns, six touchdowns per game. I'm not I'm not down for that twenty one uh, seventeen Chiefs Eagles game we saw last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't mind offense at all. Right. But it just seems like the way the games are played, it's it's a, every sport has moved towards all or nothing. And that's the part that's just maddening to me. Correct. Like to see to see NBA players run to the three point line as opposed to cutting to the basket, it makes me want to pull my hair out. Well, yeah. I mean, JR, I mean, look at what LeBron James is doing. Like everyone is fascinated that this guy in year twenty one looks like he's in year two. Now, if this were the nineties, oh, would he still what, would he right, would he still be this effective in year twenty one? That, and I'm fascinated to see how far LeBron can push this. I'm fast, I was fascinated to see how far Brady could push it, and he did push it to 45 where he was still one of the five or ten best quarterbacks yeah. on planet Earth. I think the next guy up is Rodgers in that, in that regard, saying well, he wants to play for a few more years. They're, so. they're all beneficiaries of right. the, the rule changes. Right. And, it just, and Jared, it puts into perspective what guys like Emmett Smith were able to do Back in the day, where they did not favor offensive players, and he was still effective at 36 yeah, years old as a running Cardinals back. Cardinals uniform, right. right? And and well, he was. And remember, he was still pretty good with Arizona. I'm not saying he was Emmett and Dallas. And I think of guys like um, you know uh, Mark, um, Mar- uh, Marcus Allen. I think of guys like that when he when he was doing his thing with the Chiefs late in his career, mm. right? I think of guys like Jerry Rice 
And I'm not talking about Rice in a 49ers or Raiders uniform. I'm talking about the guy at 42 years old on Monday Night Football going for 150-plus yards. It just puts into perspective how great those guys were, where defenses were more favored than ever before in the 90s as opposed to now, and they were still balling at 36 and 42, respectively. Yeah, well, let's get a time machine and bring them back. Because watching these dudes run around and play arcade ain't my style. Well, you had Emin on, JR. You could have asked him. Asked him what? To to bring him back, to go into a time machine. You just interviewed Emmett Smith like three weeks ago. Well, next time I talk to him, I'll ask to be frozen, okay? That sounds good. Bring up Ted Williams while you're at it. Yeah, we'll give him the Ted Williams treatment. Except for we won't decapitate him, okay? <laughs> anyway, 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Too much offense in sports? Like, is it is it unbalanced? You know, is the defense, I don't care what sport it is, do you feel like things are not balanced? Like, everything favors offense. We got to change the rules to offense. And I understand the reasons. Chicks dig the long ball. I mean, if you want to use a cliche. Give me some variety. It's like anything else. Use your imagination. If you're doing the same thing every day, every night, if you're watching the same thing every day, every night, if you're eating the same thing every day, every night, don't get a little boring. Don't you want a little bit of variety? I like variety. Try something different. 855-212-4CBS. Jeff is calling from Oceanside, California. Go ahead, Jeff. How's it going, JR? I'm good. You don't want steak every night, do you? No, not every night. I mean, you you got to have it every once in a while, but every night, no. It's, okay. They'll wear, they'll, they'll wear it out. We're, we're on the same page there. I'm also on the same page with Tom Brady. Um, let's 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 just break it down real easy. He's an expert, like the expert at that position, and, and also at understanding the game, which is why he played at such a high level. So when he talks, people should listen, and I don't think you need to say much more. Yeah, well, they, they, Jeff said it. Thank you, Jeff, for calling from Oceanside. He is right. <laughs> he is. He was the beneficiary, and I guess he is. He's Tom Brady. He is the expert. Like, what else, what else are we going to say? Hey, Tom Brady, you're wrong. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but he was actually, uh, actually out there. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Pittsburgh, former uh, home of Matt Canada. Elliot, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. Dude, I used to listen to you all the time uh, when I was working a different schedule, and then I, I graduated school, and now it's like my first time working these shifts again, and it's good to hear you back. I decided to call in. You're talking about exactly what I wanted to talk about, too, about Brady. What he said that I think is the most powerful there is but he said about the chess match in it, like, I would not throw certain balls, especially at certain defenders or certain teams, because I, I knew I couldn't, or I'd be risking a big hit with the, the ball going up, getting intercepted, or, or an injury. And that's the part that I've been thinking all these the last five years is like, where's that at in the mentality with the commissioner? And I wanted to ask you guys, you know, what is your thought on if if baseball started saying? You know, you can't throw a fastball over 104 where, where you can't, it's not necessary. Or you can't throw it. It's a penalty to throw this inside. Or if boxing took away a certain combination of, of throws or, or punches that were becoming really lethal and productive. You can't throw that combination. They would, they would, people would, would scoff at it. But with the NFL, I don't know what the deal is or why, why they've become so flexible like that. And on the other hand, real quick, 
about the, um, you know, do I want to see the stake every night? I, we just got our season tickets to these filler games this year. We waited like 28 years. And I'll, I'll tell you straight up, six and four, or if it would have been seven and three, doesn't matter. Like, this is the most exciting football I've ever watched over a 10- or 12-week period in my life. I'm 35 years old. And I, I watched all whenever we won them two Super Bowls. This is, this is the way I like to watch football. It's all three phases. I, I want our offense to get better, and I want to take it to Pittsburgh. I know there's more going on out there. But offense I want to know sucks, what you guys man. think about the boxing, the boxing analogy with, you know, with the, the hits on the players versus taking away other things in other leagues. Well, what do you think the about NFL, that? look, I mean, boxing is not a union unionized sport, okay? Boxing operates like a bunch of carnival operators. It operates like a bunch of promoters run around setting up tents. They do deals with the fighters. They go out there, they fight, and that's the end of it. And so there's less regulation and there's a whole lot more, uh, how can I say this, a whole lot more funny business than the NFL. The NFL is a multi-billion dollar business over and over again that is franchised out with multiple owners, 32 of them. And so, yeah, they're going to change their rules because they want to make money. They are interested in one thing. This, and this is Roger Goodell's job. And I know Roger Goodell, he gets a kick out of it when he's booed because he does not care. Look, this man ain't working for the players today. He ain't working for the fans today. He's working to make money today and to ensure that the league can make money into the future. And that's it. That's why we have. He's always working for the fans. Well, though. Aren't you always working no, for the fans? he's no, he's not, bro. No, Roger Goodell is I don't, not. I working. think every business operates like that. But no, I. I no, agree Elliot, with listen. Thing. No, no, listen to listen, bro. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It ain't every business operates like that. You and I, I ain't did... nothing but a number. Here's what it is: Roger Goodell operates to make money for the league. The fans obviously have to buy the product. You have to make something appealing to the fans. You also have to but broaden don't the base. You don't see the empty seats in the stands, and I don't think it's from COVID. It's on every NFL game. I don't remember that 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Dude, it's not about empty. It ain't nothing about no empty seats. The league I mean, is – the league – Elliot, listen to me. Elliot, listen to me. The league is healthy. The NFL is moving towards making twenty over $20 billion a season. It's not just about putting butts in seats. The NFL is expanding revenue when it comes down to betting. It's expanding revenue when it comes down to gambling. You have, right. you ha- you have media entities like traditional broadcast stations and who I think don't have – oh, Elliot, oh, my God, sheesh. Elliot, man, I, Elliot failed listening in school. My God. There are multiple areas of revenue outside of seats. Roger Goodell doesn't care, and it's not what you're going to hear. Of course you want butts and seats. If Amazon is going to pay billions of dollars and is going to pay that in multiples than what you would pay for a ticket, what do you think matters? It's really that simple, man. The NFL is ridiculously healthy. It's healthy for right now. And until enough heads get knocked around and people stop playing the game where it's too violent, that's when there will be no league. I can't predict that 50 years from now or 60 years, but come on, man. NFL is healthy. NFL is making money hand over fist, and they're putting their hands in different pots to make that money, as are a lot of the leagues. The only league that I would say has to also get their act together, more so than anybody else, is baseball. 
because, man, for the pace of that game, baseball ain't falling off the face of the earth. But, man, there's a generation that's looking at it going, oh, crap, that's still too slow. That's ancient. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. And speaking of an owner, we got an NBA owner who continues to be a jackass. I'll tell you who it is on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I even got my wife into listening to you, man. You know, like when I come home at night, she already have you on, like walking the house. I'm getting out the car, and you know, and then I'm walking in the house and I'm still hearing you, man. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We've been talking about the uh, the amount of offense we have in professional sports right now. This really launched off of uh, the comments by Tom Brady about the NFL being mediocre. And I said, yeah, man, it's just there's a, there's a lack of balance right now in all sports. Home runs or strikeouts, three-pointers or nothing. You know, just throwing the ball around in the NFL. It's, 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 there's too many simplified outcomes. And then we did have a caller I explained to to one of the callers particularly about the NFL I said listen man yeah they're going to change the rules around to extend the lifeblood of the sports to make more money and I said Roger Goodell works for the owners and one of the callers is like no he works for the fans I'm like uh bro no the owners are paying him two million dollars a piece to to try to generate revenue today and into the future when their families are holding and owning the teams that's it. And then he brought up the fact, you're like, JR, do you see the empty stadiums? And, bruh, I'm looking at it right now. As of a couple of months ago, earlier this year, NFL attendance reached a six-year high in 2022. The average crowd size at an NFL game last season was 69,000, uh, the highest mark since 2016, and the second largest figure in the last 19 years. That's from the Sports Business Journal. And so, I mean, yeah, if you're sitting at a Carolina Panthers game, please tell me about the empty seats. Uh, but outside of that, the NFL, I think, is uh, is doing okay. Oh, yeah, Amazon is throwing their money. I think they're fine. Oh, Fox is throwing their money. I think they're okay. NBC is throwing their money. Yeah, they're good. CBS is giving their money too. Oh, yeah, they're fine. Oh, I, I think they're okay. Oh, we got a Black Friday game? They're putting games in Germany? In London, oh, yeah, I think the league is fine. Oh, they're making money off of gambling? Oh, yeah, they're fine. If you think Roger Goodell works for you, you're bugging. You really are. He works for the owners. And speaking of an owner, how about this one? This guy's a complete nut. Now he's going to be angry at me. He's Somebody's going to write me down in a book or something. Anyway, James Dolan. If you thought he could only beef with Charles Oakley, if you thought he could beef with lawyers who sue him and the fans and kicking fans out of Madison Square Garden, you're wrong. James Dolan is beefing with Adam Silver. 
You heard that correctly. The owner of the New York Knicks has a beef with the commissioner of the league. So as of right now, without making a long story even longer, the New York Knicks have a lawsuit against the Toronto Raptors. There's a guy who used to work for the New York Knicks. He now works for the Raptors on the basketball staff. And the Knicks are upset because this guy allegedly took proprietary information and stats and information that he garnered with the Knicks and took it to the Raptors. And the Knicks are suing them over that. And the New York Knicks, instead of having the NBA kind of settle and and, and preside over any arbitration or preside over the settlement or any hearing, the Knicks want to take it to court. And so James Dolan doesn't fear that Adam Silver would be fair because he reportedly has a relationship with somebody on the Raptors. And so James Dolan, of course, is in his feelings. And so he's decided not to participate in the owners' meetings. It's still his team. He still owns the New York Knicks, but he's basically sending the New York Knicks' chief lawyer to participate in meetings on his behalf. And so he has taken his ball and he has gone home. And uh, if you think your owner is bad, yeah, we got a lot of crap owners. James Dolan is the biggest baby, rich kid crybaby that any professional sport could ever have. I mean, this is the dude who threw Charles Oakley, a Knicks legend, out of Madison Square Garden, and then he sat on the radio with Michael Kay, and he was antagonistic against Charles Oakley instead of being the bigger guy, because you are the billionaire, but I guess why would the billionaire be the bigger guy? He decided to crap on Charles Oakley. Listen to this. To me, you know, I think that, I mean, Charles has got a problem. I've said this before. We've said it before. We said at one time that, you know, he's his own worst problem. He has a problem. People need to, uh, you know, sort of understand that. that the, uh, you know, he is, um, um, he has a problem with anger. He's both physically and verbally abusive. The, he may have a problem with alcohol. We don't know, right? But, th- but those behaviors, uh, being physically and verbally abusive, are, you know, the, the, uh, um, those are personality problems. <laughs> okay, that's a w- w- way to treat your uh, New York Knicks legend. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is the same James Dolan who earlier this year, uh, the New York State uh, Alcohol Commission was basically saying, hey, man, you, you got too much of a sweetheart deal here. And if you don't chill out with all of this facial recognition stuff, we're going to pull your liquor license for the garden. Imagine going to a sporting event and no alcohol. And the owner of the team basically said on Fox 5 in New York, he's like, you know what? I'm going to stop serving alcohol first. And then I'm going to have the fans get angry at the government. I'm like, who, who says this crap? Listen to this guy. So I have a little surprise for him. Right, to, to help, because they're basically doing this for publicity. So we're going to give them some publicity, all right? What we're going to do, right, is we're going to pick a night, right, maybe a Rangers game, and we're going to shut down all the liquor and alcohol in the building. Now, this isn't going to bother me, because I've been sober 29 years. I don't need the liquor, <laughs> um, right? But instead, what we're going to do is, uh, where we serve liquor, we're going to put one of these up, which says, if you would like to drink at a game, please call, right, 
Sharif Kabir, Chief Executive Officer, or write him an email at this number, right, and the, the uh, and tell him, right, to stick stick to his knitting and, you know, and to what he's supposed to be doing and stop stop grandstanding and trying to get press. The the uh, so. What type of owner utilizes the fans as pawns to get back to the government? Like, who, who does that? Oh, the New York Knicks owner does that. I guess James Dolan and, uh, and Fisher from the soon-to-be former Oakland Athletics, they must be good friends. They got to have each other on speed, though. It, it, New York fans would only be so lucky. And, yeah, you don't know what comes after. But they should only be so lucky if James Dolan just disappeared. Maybe he'll get fed up and decide to leave. Highly unlikely. He's just a, just a rich kid. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. If you think your owner sucks, yeah, go look at that guy. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How are you, buddy? I really appreciate your show, uh, you know, night in and night out. I uh, agree with the last caller. Once again, from Seattle, you do, uh, you know, a good common sense approach to the show. Thank you for having me on. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Yeah, folks, I, I try to use common sense. I try. I've heard that it's. Not all that common. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Man, so much offense in the league. Oh, by the way, this uh, this NBA in-season tournament thing, it's, it, it's going in a positive direction. It really is. I told you about the ridiculous game tonight between Indiana and Atlanta. A combined 309 points. The Pacers beat the Hawks 157 to 152. And I don't know how this is going to bode for Atlanta tomorrow. They actually have a game back-to-back tonight or tomorrow night, I should say, Wednesday night. They host the Brooklyn Nets. And so I I think I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets on that one. Uh, just based on how much running around that they had to do tonight. Also, you might have heard of this dude. His name is LeBron James. LeBron James. Are they still rolling? No, they should be done. The Lakers took on the Utah Jazz. LeBron James becomes the first player in NBA history to go out there and score more than 39,000 points in his career. LeBron James finished the night with 17 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds. Anthony Davis decided to like basketball tonight, 26 points and 16 rebounds. He made it through the game, and the Lakers beat the Jazz 131-99. to LeBron becoming the first dude, the first man in NBA history to score 39,000 points. It's fun to see him do this, man. You know, even as much as I was sick of Tom Brady, it was mainly because he was doing all that winning. I'm like, damn it, let's see some new blood. Look, LeBron, it's cool to see how how long these dudes can just keep rolling on. 
855-212-4CBS. Johnny's calling from Atlanta. What's up, Johnny? What's going on, Jay? I want to talk about the basketball courts. Man, I'm watching the game today, the Cleveland 76ers. I couldn't, I couldn't even pay attention to how terrible those courts look. I hate the way they got them all red and everything else. You can't even see the players on the game, I mean, on the on TV. How do you feel about that? You say you uh, watch any of them? I think some of the courts are, are better than others. Uh, Johnny, thank you for calling from Atlanta. I've, I think one of the worst courts I've seen is probably the Pelicans court. If I remember correctly, it's, it's kind of dark, and it has, like, the neon coloring, and it looks, it looks cartoonish. Uh, I got no problem. And, and, you know, like the Hawks court, it's, it's like a light powder blue, sky blue, kind of representing when the, the Hawks moved here to Georgia. Uh, it, it doesn't beat you over the head. Some of the all-red courts are pretty pretty tough to look at. If I remember, the Suns court was ridiculously dark and purple. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if next season if we get some type of adjustment to some of the courts. Um, and if you don't like it, in a couple of weeks, the NBA tournament is going to be done, and then you won't have to see the courts anymore. also know some courts, like the Dallas Mavericks, uh, they had to uh, delay the use of their court because they're a little too slippery. And so I think we're going to see some adjustments as, as time moves on. 855-212-4CBS. Steve is calling from Richmond, Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Steve? Hey, J.R. Uh, I, this is my first time called the show, but I've listened to you uh, many times. So I'm a little nervous because I've heard, you know, you're kind of like a New Yorker to me. You get straight to the point. Somebody says something stupid, you let them know. Anyway, um, I, I think you're a good guy, man. You're great on the radio. And I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you think about Dak Prescott? Because I think that whenever he plays against another quarterback that is equally or better than him, he tries to use his arm at certain points to win the game and that's not him. So I'd like to know what you think about it. I think Dak is a, is a good quarterback. I don't think he's one of the best QBs in the league. I think he's going to have to take his – see, what happens is a lot of times, and, and even someone greater than him and Aaron Rodgers, this, this takes place. But then he's not as talented as an Aaron Rodgers, even if he thought he aged out. Guys like Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, I feel that they get to the postseason and they become so careful with what they do, they're not as aggressive. And so I feel like they play not to lose the game as opposed to going out there and winning it. Uh, And I I think that's where Dak is. I I know people want to beat him up. He's not this. He's not that. He's a good QB. He's a good starting QB. But am I putting him up in the upper echelon of here's Joe Burrow, if healthy? You know, here's, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes? No. And I think that's that that's something that, that you got to pay attention to, man. So I expect the Cowboys to be back in the postseason. I expect them to win around, and I expect them to run into, I don't know, the 49ers or, or you know, maybe even the Lions will stop them this time. So he got to get over that hump. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by how you commented on them and i i love the cowboys i i've been a cowboys fan since uh i'm 62 
So I've been a Cowboys fan since I've been 10 when I bet 50 cents on the team with the star in the helmet. And then that means I could have went to the store to get 50 pieces of penny candy. But Dak Prescott seems to me to be just like Danny White and Tony Romo, that they're good quarterbacks. They're not great quarterbacks, but they don't – there are certain quarterbacks, like you take uh, Patrick Mahomes, that you can rely on his arm if you have to win the game with just his arm. But with the three quarterbacks, the Cowboy quarterbacks that I just named, if they try to do that, uh, let's say there's three minutes left and we're down by five. An interception is coming every yeah, single time. I don't time. trust him. Well, that's why I said he, he plays more so to not lose the game as opposed to go out there and, and just win it. You know, maybe maybe at some point he proves every, everybody wrong, uh, but every year that that doesn't happen, the further I think we, we get away from it. Hey, Steve, I appreciate you for calling from Richard, man. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you too as well. Thank you for taking my call. Have a great day. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Sure, you as well. Shout-outs to Steve for calling from Richmond. Shout-outs to everybody in Richmond listening down in Shaka Bottom. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to get ready to take a break. And on the other side of the break, yeah, it's Thanksgiving's coming up. We're going to sit down and watch football. People are going to sit down and eat. They're going to drink. They're going to be miserable with their families. They're going to get sick of each other. Hey, Shep, how many people get sick of each other on Thanksgiving? Everybody, right? It's more than half. Yeah, more than half. Why are these people still in my house? Why are they making a mess? When are my in-laws going home? Why won't my wife leave me alone? When is my husband going to help? What are my kids doing in the back? Who the hell broke my stuff in the kitchen? Oh, my God. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. You got to sit in traffic. Why are you sitting in traffic to be miserable for the next, I don't know, 36 hours? Why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, I got a simple question. We're going to talk about this. What are you looking forward to on Thanksgiving? Is it football? Is it food? You want to see the Cowboys play? You want to see Washington play? Come on, let's talk Thanksgiving. It's the JR Sport Re Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.